This is Sky. And this is Raina. And, and we're cousins. We created this platform to share our stories. To revisit memories and hopefully by unpacking them, we will leave each situation more empowered, more excited, more confident, more brave, more passionate, more healed. So our hope is that while we're healing and unpacking our own baggage, you're inspired to do the same. This is Unpack and Bounce Back. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Unpack and Bounce Back. I'm Sky and I'm Raina. And uh, today's episode will be about uh, numerology, spirit guides, being able to kind of take signs from the universe or whatever, I don't know, whatever signs you feel like you're receiving. Um, I grew up really Christian, so for a long time I kind of battled with the idea of what it means to be spiritual and uh, what would make God unhappy and, you know, what I could dibble and dabble in. Um, and then you kind of realize, all right, you got to just go with the flow and... When you even look and reflect into different religions, everybody's believing in a higher power, a higher source, and an energy, mm -hmm. essentially. So um, it was incredibly interesting because after my grandma passed about three or four years ago, um, I started seeing 1111. And remember when I started mm -hmm. telling you, I was like, I see it every day. Mm -hmm. um, I started seeing it Every single day, it would be on my receipts. It would be uh, uh, when I had the callback for the show I booked, it said my, my Uber would arrive at 11.11. Like mm -hmm. when food was going to be delivered, it'd be like, it will be there at 11.11. Like I just started seeing it to the point where it was scary. Um, yeah. And I remember telling Rain, I was like, what does this mean? Like, you know, I was like, I've never really seen numbers before. I'm, I'm not really big on numerology. I don't really, you know, I wasn't even big on astrology. I was like, yeah, I'm a Virgo. What does that mean? You're going to read my life? Um, <laughs> so when I kept seeing 1111, it was just really bizarre and I decided to look into it. So like I said, I saw it after my grandmother passed away and um, it was when I looked into it, it basically said that 1111 meant a bunch of different things. Uh, it meant that like now is the time to manifest your highest dreams, um, that it's kind of a gateway between you and uh, the other side. So it also says that like your angels or somebody who passed away is trying to tell you to stay focused. And I remember just getting chills when I read that. Like I was like, damn, somebody mm -hmm. who passed away is telling you to stay focused. Like that's nuts. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where I would just be sitting and randomly tap my phone. You remember mm -hmm. we'd be hanging out and I'm like, what time is it? And it's like 11, 11. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, God, we time to get spooky. Um, so it, it started being really interesting because it's been four years of it. And I see it every single day. I mean, I saw it today. Um, sometimes I see it at nighttime. Sometimes it, like I said, pops up on a receipt or in tracking or on a license plate. But every single day I see uh, one, 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 one. So um, basically last summer in 2019, uh, when I was kind of going through everything, I had made a decision to try to use nature to recharge. I've never really been... Uh, a let's go outside to the jungle and and feel God type girl. But um, the, the place I was staying at, I was staying at my dad's house while he was out of town working and uh, during the summer for about a month and a half. And his view is just insane. You know, he lives high up and you can just see the entire city and it's just the most inspiring, breathtaking view. And so I started dedicating um, 30 minutes to an hour every single day to dancing outside. 
And uh, I would play just songs that just made me feel good. Even when I was sad, I would just dance. I would do it barefoot. Mm -hmm. And uh, something specific about me is I'm one, very clumsy. So (laughs) fun fact. Two, uh, when I did used to perform and do music, I would always perform barefoot. Mm -hmm. And I remember... uh, one time, you know, somebody was laughing at me and I told my dad, I was like, I just, I don't know, for some reason, I just feel better when I'm barefoot. And he looked at me and he says, you got to do whatever keeps you grounded. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, my dad comes through with the goddamn yeah. gems, let me tell you. <laughs> but uh, when he said, do whatever keeps you grounded, I realized that by being barefoot, I just felt more connected. So when I would dance outside, I liked to feel the grass on my feet and, um, And it just started becoming a really intense kind of everyday ritual. Like I would dance and I just felt happier. And I kind of tapped into a really um, odd space of joy. And I think Mm -hmm. since then it's just stayed kind of in my heart. Like everyone's always like, are you always like this? Mm -hmm. I'm like, life is good, you know? Um, So it's it's very interesting because the nature kind of just recharged me. I'd look around, I'd see the trees, I'd feel the grass on my feet, I'd close my eyes and just spin in circles and just playing music that just made me feel empowered. And uh, after I started kind of doing that routine during the summer of 2019, I realized that even my interactions with strangers was different. Like I'd be walking down the street and I try to always smile at strangers. I feel like that's like one of the biggest gifts we can give each other is just smiling. Mm -hmm. So I always try to smile at people, you know, and sometimes people don't smile back, like whatever. (laughs) But uh, after that summer, people would just give me like love. Like I'd smile and they'd be like, how you doing? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, really good. How are you? Or like, I'd smile and they'd be like, you have a wonderful day. And I just, the energy I was getting from strangers was completely different after I kind of figured out like, okay, how do I maintain this space of joy, you know? And and I think a lot of people discuss joy and signs as, like, this um, majestic, perfect thing. But at the end of the day, like, it's something you have to fight for, yeah. you know? Um, happiness is, is not something that falls into your lap and stays there. Mm-hmm. Um, I really make an effort to fight for my happiness. But one of the ways of doing that is, one, acknowledging signs as whatever it means to me. Right. Because somebody could see 1111 and be like, oh, it's just a number I see on the clock. Right. For me, I really choose to make it something that makes me feel connected to my grandmother's who's who's passed away. And I feel like it is something that I see. And when I see it, it goes, keep fighting for your dreams. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's one thing that I just wanted to make a point, you know, before you step in is that signs can be whatever you want them to be. You know, Um, you can pull whatever you desire. Like I was born at 808. When I looked it up, it said that's a musical number that Mm -hmm. a lot of people born at 808 have musical talents. I could throw that away and be like, oh, whatever. Or I could be like, damn, like I was born to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is, I was born into music. So it's all about your beliefs and what feels good to you and what kind of comforts your thoughts. I think that's the cool thing about spirituality is that there really are no rules. Um, But it's very, very interesting because once I tapped into those signs and just that that real gratitude for just breathing and, and waking up every day and my body working properly and my ability to always find laughter, like, that joy stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I think even till this day, like, you know, we talk about it all the time that people are like, is she actually that happy? <laughs> and I'm like, it really throws people off that... I work so hard for my joy. So they kind of wonder, like, is this real? And it's like, it's not my job to prove to people whether it is or it it isn't. I go to sleep, you know, and I sleep like a baby because I know at the end of the day, like, I've tapped into, like, 
what really matters is like, mm-hmm. damn, my family's healthy. I'm healthy. I didn't go to sleep hungry. Like, you know, um, I had, I had met this man and this is my favorite story. I, uh, I had met this man. He was a homeless man and he asked me for some change and uh, I start digging in my purse and I literally have like some nickels and some pennies and I just felt really shitty, but I was like, all I have are some nickels and some pennies. And he goes, Oh no, that's amazing. I'll take it. So I was on my way to get dinner, right? And it kind of humbles you when you're going to buy food and then you give somebody fucking like 17 cents. And so I'm like, okay, you don't really have tons to spare, but you have $8 to spare to buy this man some dinner. So, um, you know, I go to uh, buy him some dinner. I'm walking back <laughs> and this guy tries to talk to me. He goes, hey, 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 girl, girl. I'm like, oh, not today, baby, not today, right? Because I've learned how to talk to men on the street at this point. I go, not today, baby, not today, I gotta go. He goes, well, you gotta go, girl. I'm like, I told this man I will buy him some food. I got to go. He goes, oh, no, who you buy food for, girl? You're supposed to be my girl. I'm like, oh, hell no, not today. So he's following me, he's following me. He's like, I gotta see who you buying food for. All the while, I'm buying food for this whole homeless man right so (laughs) it's literally like a movie scene so I go over to the man and he's like follow me he's following me then he sees who I'm giving the food to stops watches and he goes damn girl you an angel (laughs) right but well I say all that to say what was so funny and so deep was you know, so he's following me, assuming, of course, I'm going to go meet with my man. And then he's like, oh, wow, like I'm hassling this girl. She's trying to do something nice. But when I hand the man the food, um, he said something that just really rocked my world. And I texted Raina after this and my, and my sister and somebody else. I handed him the food. He sees the box and uh, he goes, oh, man, is this from that Mediterranean spot? And I go, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, oh, he goes, I knew from the white box. He goes, I've always wanted to try leftovers from this place. And I know Raina's shaking her head right now. It made me, I walked off sobbing because it was like, I'm able to go and buy my favorite food and not blink, you know? And even if it's an $11 salad, which, you know, I could go home and make it for cheaper, but I know I can afford to buy my favorite food. For him to not say, I've always wanted to try this or I love, you know, chicken and rice or this Mediterranean spot smells good for him to say, I've always wanted to try leftovers. It kind of, for me, um, was a sign from the universe that like, you know, or God or whatever you feel that was in that moment was like, wow, keep giving to others because you just never know who you're blessing, how Mm -hmm. you're blessing them. And at the end of the day, like you will continue being blessed in your life if you share with others. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like I could have given him the 16 cents and just walk my ass off knowing I could have give more or I could stop and go, is it really going to kill me to order some rice and chicken for this man who, you know what I mean? Clearly is hungry. That's another thing that I always tell people regarding homeless people. Ask, are you hungry? Don't just assume, oh, they want my money for drugs or they did da, 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 da. Yeah. he was just hungry you yeah. know but um in that moment the sign that i got was the payoff of giving is so much bigger than than the favor that you just did for that yeah. person the joy i felt um the the way it all played out like a movie scene which was of course very funny with the man following me and then being like oh shit girl you know but um but it's just really deep because it's like 
right after that was when I got the news about the show. Mm -hmm. And it's like, by blessing others, you bless yourself, you mm -hmm. know? And, and I believe all of those things are just signs to remain humble, uh, to remain grateful. And so, you know, we all speak different languages when it comes to spirituality and the things that feed our spirit. But for me personally, it was like, wow, how awesome that by giving to him, he gave me something. Right. This is now a sign that I feel my best when I'm giving, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And if you really know yourself and you really listen to your body and how you feel when you do certain things it tells you when something feels good right you know and you don't have to go post it you don't have to sometimes you want to just share your experience and that's fine like oh you know i hit up Raina or my sister or one of my friends and and i, I hit up the people who i knew it would feed their spirit to hear the story right. you know they're everybody's not going to feel the same way some people right. might go oh that's so nice you did that right. but Raina digested that i said he said i've always wanted leftovers and felt that humility and goes wow we're so blessed you know right. um so i believe the biggest thing about signs and numerology and all this stuff is you know believe in what you believe in but honestly try to take things as signs even you know when uh we we discussed when the psychics stopped both of us um a psychic stopped me and you know he basically said all these things and i'm like they were spot on yeah. now i could be like what a scammer blah blah blah, right. blah i'm out or i could say you know whatever that was whatever that exchange was what is the good i can pull from that and what are the lessons i can pull maybe that was a sign from god that i just need to focus on myself mm -hmm. you know like it's it's all about choosing the things that you want to focus on and give energy to but i think when you decide to see the world like that and see little things as gifts even a cool interaction you know i i passed this homeless man on um on a hike i was leaving the hike you know running to get some food and he he smiles and then he goes hey you know my favorite song and i'm like no what's your favorite song he goes purple rain by prince you have a good day and i was just like what a sweet man that right. clearly all he wanted was to was to talk to someone yeah. you know what i mean and I just take it as I was there for the right moment. I, I exchanged with him that combo and I don't know what that meant to him, but I know what it meant to me. Right. And those are my signs. And that's what kind of keeps me going. But I think, um, you know, spirituality, it's like, you know, we discussed in a previous episode of what people think woke is and whatever. It's really what you decide for it to be. Right. It's like, you know, even when Christians are going against Buddhists and going against, you know, Jewish people and going against this and that, you're all believing in a higher power. Right. So, you know, just believe what you want to believe, you right. know? And it doesn't take away from the fact that I love God. If I say, you know, I manifested it to the universe, it, it doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't yeah. mean I believe in the devil. It's like I've made a decision to know what I believe in to know, you know, God is absolutely real. God is is, is within me. Mm -hmm. And whatever signs I receive from the world that keep me going and keep me a positive person, nobody is owed an explanation, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I even have 1111 tattooed on my back. I got that a while ago because that was really something that made me feel aligned with the world mm -hmm. and made me feel like you're chasing a dream that a lot of people say is unrealistic. Mm -hmm. But if you stay focused and stay doing the work, because it's not just about having the talent, it'll work. Mm -hmm. And you'll keep seeing these signs until it does. And the fact that the day I booked the biggest project of my life, it says your Uber will, will arrive at 1111. Oh, I believe that sign. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I wore my lucky shirt, uh, <laughs> you know, and I saw that sign and I said, wow, like... I believe in this. Right. And because I believe in it, everything we believe in, we give power. Right. 
You know, you believe you're going to get cheated on long enough. You will probably manifest that if you Mm -hmm. believe you will find love or, you know, believe you will find a healthy, casual situation or believe your dreams will come true by doing the work and making sure that you're in the right place spiritually. You can manifest that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my take on it is, you know, I see certain numbers and, you know, we've always discussed uh, you know, when you see certain numbers and what they mean to you, and I never really saw them. Right. So it is really interesting that in different points of your life, you can, you know, focus on different things. Um, for you, do you see any numbers all the time? And, and what do they mean to you? Um, so before, okay, well, I'll go into numbers first, and then I'll tell another story. But so I started seeing numbers when I lived in downtown. So when I was like, Probably about five years ago, mm-hmm. I started I started seeing numbers. I lived in downtown, and if you know anything about downtown, the addresses um, are like 333 or mm-hmm. like 8181 or whatever, something like that. So um, every day when I would walk from our apartment to like Target or when I would walk to Whole Foods, I always would see different buildings that had 333 on it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I started to think, well, so I don't really look at it as numerology. I look at it more so like um, angel numbers. Mm. And I have this belief that, you know, we all have every single aspect of life is a transition and an ascension so i i have the belief that when you are here as a physical human being you are here to pay your karmic debt and you'll keep coming back reincarnating until you pay it and once you finally do pay it you ascend onto the next thing. And what do you mean by like karmic debt for people listening? So for me, a karmic debt would be, so when I looked into it for my own, for example, I, um, I saw that a lot of the karma that I had in the past life, in my past life, came from me being extremely materialistic. So I would do anything and everything to get my way. Like I would snake you if it meant I could make some money or like I would two time you if it meant that I could have my way as far as material things like it could and that could mean anything it could mean money it could mean like houses it could mean anything but from what I read it was all about me being a materialistic person which is really which was really interesting for me because when I was younger I was very materialistic like I used to always beg my dad to get me Jordans or like I would always beg him to get me like PSPs and like all the latest gadgets the latest and greatest the latest and greatest and then as I got older like I just started to not care about anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I stopped caring about what I wore. Like, I didn't have to, like, go buy a Chanel bag. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. have to have the latest, coolest, most expensive shoes that everyone else is wearing. Mm-hmm. I, I just, like, slowly but surely started to not really care, which which for me is extremely interesting because now that I'm living in, like, this huge house, I... It's not that I don't care. It's just like, oh, okay, this is cool. Like, it doesn't make you. It doesn't make me. And I don't, it's not something that like I want to brag about. Or like if someone's like, for example, um, I met I met this lady or I met these two ladies in um, Umi's gymnastics class. 
And they were all, um, both of them, they were saying, like, we should set up a play date for Umi and their two kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure, like, any time. And so they were like, yeah, like, we'll host. Like, they kept saying, like, we'll host, we'll host. And I was like, like, I was like, yeah, like, I'm free to host, too. Like, you know, Umi has a whole playroom. Like, we have a backyard. Like, no issue whenever you guys want to come over. So, Mm -hmm. So both of them were very adamant about me going over there, like, the first couple of times, which I had no problem with until one time this lady, one of the ladies was like, oh, my um, house is under construction right now. I feel so bad that I can't host. And I was like, well, you guys can come over. Mm -hmm. And they were, I feel like they were a little hesitant on it. I don't, I don't know exactly why. Maybe they just didn't know like what my house would be like if I, if they're young, if their kids would, yeah, I'm young. And also like if their kids would have fun. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, 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 no worries. Like, like I already cleaned up. Like you guys can come. Umi's room is ready to play in, et cetera, et cetera. So they come over and they were like, what the hell like they did not know what they were coming to yeah but they had I guess maybe assumed that like because I was young maybe that they were coming over to like an apartment building or something and they Mm -hmm. felt like their house was a more comfortable place to play in wow so when they came over they were like what do you do like they were shocked because they were like you know I would have never guessed that you live like this like I would have never like not in a bad way but you know you're so humble like yeah we just threw them off it threw them off. So, um, so I was like, so I was like, yeah, like, no, no, like I'm not that my home is not something I brag about, but to some people that, that makes them feel good. Like they want you to know I live in a, my house makes me happy. Like I Mm -hmm. live in a really great house. So when I say to, to pay off your karmic debt, I mean that in the next lifetime, you basically detach from every single thing that creates karma, whether that be, um, Let's see, like, I don't want to say that, like, heartbreak or anything like that is, like, something that causes you karma, but let's say that you know when you were 11 years old, you beat up your brother to the point he was bleeding. Like, that's a violent act. So I feel like those sorts of things create karma. Or, like, let's say you have a best friend and you know that she's dating someone and then you hit up the dude and then um, you decide that you like him too without telling her and just, like, the, the... the intention behind things I feel creates karma got it so when I say pay that off you do better like do better I, I not only doing better though I feel like you face the same things that you faced in in your last lifetime and you have to do better than you did before or you have to handle the situation different than how you handled it before. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, it'll come back around time and time again Mm -hmm. until you learn that this is how you're actually supposed to go about it. Wow. So when, when you pay it, let's say you pay this karmic debt, I feel that you ascend to the next level whatever that level will be. So for me, I feel that the next level is an angel number or an animal. I feel that you either become somebody else's spirit guide or you become a a, a different type of physical being to show... um, Transformation. Transformation, exactly. So, like, so so for me, um, I... I used to see three through three all the time. And then I remember I had tweeted about it once and I was like, yeah, what do you, what do you guys have? Um, 
do you guys have any experience with angel numbers or do you guys see any number constantly because I always see whatever numbers it was like sometimes I see 26 sometimes I see 18 it wasn't up until maybe the last two years or actually like right when I got pregnant that I started to see 618 but I say that because when I had tweeted this a lot of people were like yeah I always see 511 which is my birthday and at the time I was ignorant so I'm like oh god like people think that it's their birth like the angel number is their birthday until I started seeing 618 618 618 and every time I see this number it's either when I'm about to go do something that has to do with my career so like if I'm on my way to doing this or if I'm thinking if I'm even just thinking like oh, that would be a really good topic for a poem in my next book. Or mm-hmm. this would be another, um, like, if, I, if I'm if i even thinking ca- about career in general, I'll see 618. Really? Yeah, so. And that's, like, that's not a, you know, a normal, no, like, it's not, it's like not, I see seven all the time. Yeah, like, no. that's a really specific. And that's my birthday. Wow. So so I, th- I thought it was super interesting because whenever people said it before, I was like, no, guys, like, it's not your birthday. It's just a number that you see all the time. I didn't, in my head at that point, I didn't think that you could see your birthday all the time. But then, you know, eventually I was just like, well, if this is the, the day you were born, then this number specifically has a lot of significance to your life. Right. Just Whether in you general. believe in Whether, past lives or anything. Exactly. The day you were born, you know. Exactly. A lot. So so whenever I'm thinking about career or whenever I'm worrying about money. Wow. When whenever I'm like if if I'm thinking like I have to um I have to start working on the next book because I haven't written a book in over a year now. And if I don't start now, then money's gonna slow down. Mm-hmm. I'll start to see 18 or 618. So I looked it up because, I mean, I look it up every single time that I see it, but I wrote it down so that I could, um, so that I could read it. So, so 618 for me, it says positive affirmations and prayers have been heard, follow intuition and act according and move accordingly, manifest abundance. Financially, you will be okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. But see, that's like believing you're making a choice to then say, when I see this, this is what I believe it means. Right. You can't force belief on anyone, but right. you can say, hey, I see this number and I'm choosing whether it means that or not in right. whoever's world. I choose to add, you know what I mean? Right. Abundance to well, it. So so that was that was my first step with like spirit guides and like... Um, even ancestors. Like, I, I have, like, a really strong belief in ancestors. But so that was, like, my first little, like, dabble into it when I started to look at numbers. Mm-hmm. Then um, in my in my old house, we lived, like, in um, on a hill. And, like, you could see the view. It was, like, super, super um, green. Okay. So whenever I would be back there, I'd be sitting, like, on my swing in the back. Um, I would just be out there. I would, like, close my eyes. And I would, like, pray for wind. Like, I would just sit there, close my eyes, and be like, wind, come to me. And I would, like, love to feel the breeze just hitting my face while I was sitting on the swing or sitting on the floor in the sun. Like, I love sitting in the sun. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I had—so— at that point, I started to look into animals because I started to see these animals. And I remember one time you said you were in your dad's backyard and you saw like a hummingbird or something. Mm-hmm. So before you had said that, I was like, oh, yeah, like I know all about that because so the first thing um, that I noticed was there was a lot of lizards around my house. So 
um, when I was when I was living at that house, I was writing my second book. So the whole book was about um, spirituality, me finding my spirit, me figuring out what that meant to me. Mm -hmm. So I looked up lizards and it meant hidden gifts, ego, detachment, detachment and going with the flow. Shortly after, um, like maybe a couple months into living at that house, my dad um, had one failed kidney and another one was failing. So he was telling me about what his options were. He was in the hospital. I had to like rush to the hospital to like be with him. And um, he was like, yeah, you know, they're trying to give me these options. Um, they told me that my case is so severe that they already have a kidney waiting for me if I need it. Um, and then he was like, or I could do dialysis. And so he was he was saying he didn't really want to do the whole kidney thing because he felt that it was going to be too strenuous on his body. And so, of course, in the, in, at the time, I was like, uh, no, you really need to do this. Like, this is what people do. They get new kidneys. Like, if you want to live longer, like, live healthier. So at this time, um, like, right after the whole incident, he finally went back home. I went back home maybe two days later. I started seeing bats. And they would swarm. What? They would swarm around my pool, like right above it. Like they were like flying and playing with t with each other. So I so immediately I looked it up, and it meant understanding grief, change for the better, fear, illusion, death, and rebirth. And I was like, "Yo, that Jeez. is so. That's fucking crazy." Because I before this time I'd never seen a bat in my life <laughs> Me either, never yeah. seen a bat in my life and when when my dad got like all this news or whatever it basically forced him to have to change for the better because like he wasn't eating well he was smoking weed all day every day like from when I was young so it, it forced him to have to calm down eat better cut out all the meat like he never really ate red meat but just cut out eating so um, heavily and then also like he would drink every now and then like you have all these issues you can't do that like you yeah. have really high blood pressure you shouldn't be drinking a beer sorry so it literally made him have to change in order for him to have a better life which was for me which meant the death and the rebirth wow yeah so then a year or two year or two later this is how i found out i was pregnant there were owls um nesting in my palm trees right in front of my house and i was like why are there and we noticed because they were taking these huge huge grand shits like all over our <laughs> driveway so i'm like what the hell what bird is this so i looked up and i saw it i would hear it at night but i never really knew what an owl sound sounded like so especially like coming from downtown in north hollywood like there's no, yeah, owls. There's no owls so i was like yo let me look up um what owls mean so I looked it up, the owl's nest, and it said change, protection, ancient wisdom, and fertility. And the next day I took a test because I was like, why would it say fertility? And I was pregnant. So, what? so it was like all like I after I mean, after the lizards thing, I had believed in it. But once I started to be more aware, once I decided 
you know, everything is a sign. Like, I started seeing June bugs. Like, I started seeing all different— Really random animals, Really too. random animals. And immediately, I would look it up. What does this mean? Honey, hummingbirds, look it up. Bees, look it up. Ladybugs, like, anything that would cross my path, I would look it up. Like, I'm neurotic in a way, too. Like, where I'm, like, number, like, look it up. Because I have this strong belief that this is a guy coming to you saying, listen— Right. Listen, this is what I'm tr- this is what the universe is trying to tell you. Just listen. Which you've made a choice to then find a reason as to why you're seeing these things, you yeah. know? Like, but I think that's so interesting and too. And I'm accepting to it. Yeah. Like everyone has different guides. Yeah. Like I I have a st- another strong belief that the message is going to get to you however it's going to get to you. Mm-hmm. So if God or the universe or my ancestors or my spirit guides or whatever mm-hmm. notice that I pay attention to this sign, mm. they're going to make sure that they keep placing these signs in my way so I'll listen or so that they can help guide me. Mm-hmm. And and that's just, I notice that just that's just what it is for me. So it's not always animals, but for the most part, for me, it's animals and it's numbers. I mean, it, it's so interesting hearing you talk about this, too, because, you know, we've, of course, known each other so long to where our beliefs have changed over the years mm-hmm. to where I'm sure six years ago we'd be like, oh, my God, people are so <laughs> weird, like with their numbers <laughs> and their signs. And, you know, the cool part about life to anybody listening is that as long as you own the decision to believe in the things you believe in, you're allowed to change your mind, yeah. you know, and you're allowed to discover new things and you know, find peace in things that you thought were stupid before. And you can always change your mind, you know, and you can always start believing in new things. And the cool thing about evolving with people around you is sometimes they're on a wave that you're not on yet. Or, you know, and I think that's the cool part about being open-minded is, Raina would always talk to me about numerology. I just didn't really see the numbers. So I'd be like, oh, well, dope. You know, that means something to you until I could really join in and go, wait, yeah. I'm seeing 1111. Yeah. What does this mean? And kind of feel like we're on the same page, you know? And then and you do the research. Because yeah. a lot of people see numbers. It's not like And don't people, do the research. They don't look it up. Like, they just think, oh, it's just a number yeah. that I always see. Yeah. It's so scary to tap into because we just don't know. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, even when people die, you don't know and you can feel... Because I've had moments where I've gone places and it feels so heavy. Like, I can feel like somebody died here. Like, there's yeah. certain places I can't go because yeah. I'm like, oh, like, I, like, I could never visit um, when they do, like, plantation tours and stuff down south to, oh, like, yeah, learn your yeah. history. I think I would be so overwhelmed yeah. because it's also, like, you know, just certain people are, I don't know. It's it's so interesting to have these convos because it's really like, you know, you can believe whatever you want to believe. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, that's one thing about this show that's cool is like, we don't press our beliefs on anyone. We share our stories and, right. and it is what it is. It's, you know, you can believe them or you don't have to. But um, <laughs> the more you open up to the idea that everything is spirituality and it's just deep. It's like, you know, even I'd, I'd written down, um, have you ever heard God's voice and what did he say to you? Right. And um, on, I want to say it was Christmas. It was Christmas or Thanksgiving. Um, It was Thanksgiving. Of this last year? Of this year. Yeah, yeah, of this last year. Yeah, Uh 2019. And, uh, you know, I I split the holidays between both of my parents because, you know, my mom, usually we cook there, then we take a plate to my dad, we celebrate thereafter. And uh, I... 
have never really heard God's voice. Like, I didn't understand when people were like, and God said to me, I'm like, girl, God, what did he say? You know, I was always very skeptical. I didn't understand, well, what did it sound like? Yeah. Like, what, like, really? Well, what did he say? You know, I was very um, <laughs> condescending and just not open to it. So um, it was Thanksgiving. And, you know, right after my breakup, my sister had an even worse breakup. And uh, really just handled it like a champ, you know, really my my breakup was life just kind of happening. And I hope, you know, maybe one day we can be friends again. Hers was like, you lucky I didn't kill you. You know right. what I mean? So um, I'm watching her kind of handle it like a champ, but we're very we have a hard time being vulnerable and articulating how we feel about each other. In my family, we don't really hug. My dad's the only one who's like, I love you. I'm like, get off of me, please. I hate affection. Uh, But like my mom and I, like we don't hug a lot. We don't kiss. Like my sister and I, we never hug. Our affection is jokes, you know? So uh, we are all going around a circle saying the things that we're grateful for because in my family, it's just really important to reflect every year. And, uh, you know, we're going around, whatever. And uh, I just start hearing this voice. Tell your sister you're proud of her. And I was like, like, it literally makes me want to cry right now. It's freaking me out. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, like, I don't know. I can't remember. It was so bizarre. I can't remember if it was in my tone. I can't remember if it was just in my head. Tell your sister you're proud of her. And I'm like, I ignore it. I'm freaked out. So then I'm just, and it's louder. Like, tell your sister you're proud of her. And I'm like, this is so weird. Like, I'm freaking out. Like, even now I'm freaking out thinking about it. And... So we're all going around the circle. Tell your sister you're proud of her. And I'm just really grateful. Tell your sister. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, and then I'm embarrassed too, because I don't know how to. You don't know how to say it. To be affectionate, you know, because we don't do that. We don't hug. My sister and I don't say I love you out loud. We know it, but we don't say it. So Mm -hmm. this isn't the normal person that goes, by the way, I'm proud of you. It's very hard for me to say, hey, by the way, you know, so we're going around. And then my dad goes, that was beautiful. Let's close this out and I'm trying to tell the spirit in my head like whatever it is God whatever I'm like no it's over my dad's wrapping it up it's over it's like it's not the moment tell your sister you're proud of her my dad's like I just want to say I'm grateful you know let's end in a prayer I'm feeling like the ribbons on the you know goddamn present like it's over you know like the moment's done he's like you know we can get back into you know listening to the holiday music and whatever I'm like it's not the moment right right? and so it's louder like Tell your sister you're proud of her. Say it, what's on your it heart. It won't go away. It won't go away. No. Tell won't. your sister you're proud of her. Um, tell everyone like what you need to say. <sighs> I literally, so my dad finishes the prayer. He goes, all right, let's get back into it. And I swear to you, I, I've never felt so vulnerable in my life. My sister had a friend over also who was really monumental in her like kind of getting over the breakup because he was just a solid guy. You know, uh-huh. they weren't dating, weren't sleeping together. He was just there for her, yeah. you know? So he's there. I'm like, I don't want to be vulnerable in front of this stranger. Right. So it's my sister, my dad, my brother, me, and her friend. And, you know, the prayer ends and I go, can I just say something really quick <laughs> and everybody not make it weird? <laughs> and they all look at me and they're like... <laughs> Yeah, and you I just go, made it weird. It, okay. I just made it weird. Yeah, and I struggle with eye contact. Oh, I hate eye contact so much. So I'm looking at the floor, piercing my eyes with the floor, and I go, and just it's like I just start speaking without thinking. I go, first of all, Sierra, and it's so <laughs> hard. I I just was like, oh, this is awful. I go, Sierra, I just want to say, I'm so proud of you, and the whole room just gets silent, and I'm like. 
I never really gave you the credit, but the way you moved through your breakup, um, da 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 da. And, you know, I felt pressure to put my healing on pause because I saw you hurting worse than me. And, you know, we did it. And if nobody else told you, you know, you handled that like a champ. And then I look at my dad and I go, and dad, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's just like, coming out of me and I don't know how to say these things you know right. so it's so uncomfortable I'm freaking out I look at my dad and I go dad I just want to say I really appreciate the fact that you've stepped up and allowed your daughters a place to heal you know you have showed us that you know it's never too late to make a situation right with your kids and you provided us with a space to heal and get ourselves together Isaiah I'm going around the room <laughs> effortlessly freaked out at this point feeling like something speaking through me I go Isaiah you know I, if nobody's told you we're really proud of you, congratulations with everything you're doing in school. I can tell you have a really sweet spirit and da-da-da-da-da. And then I end it with her friend. And I'm like, what the hell? I don't even know this guy. <laughs> and then I go, you know, you know, and then I say his name and I go, I just want to say thank you for showing my sister a positive representation of a man in her life right. during this time. You have no idea what you've served in her life. And I just want to say I'm grateful for all of you. That's it. My sister starts sobbing. Oh, my I God. Mean, I mean, Riva's coming out my sister's eyes, you know? And we, and she just gets up. And she goes, give me a hug, little girl. And we have maybe hugged oh my God. twice in nine years eight seven or eight years we've hugged twice it's very uncomfortable for us to hug because that's just we you know when we leave i'm like bye girl she's like bye bitch and that's how we say bye yeah. we don't know how to be adults and go i love you we you know unless yeah. it's a funeral or something and even then i might rub your arm and then be like okay that felt weird yeah. we're so hard you know yeah. so she gets up and hugs me and my instinct is to pull away make it quick but i literally just sat in it and it was so Weird, but it was really my first time ever, you know, uh, maybe there was one other time and there was a man digging in the trash behind my apartment and the voice said, ask him if he's hungry. And I'm literally like, oh, my God, no, this is yeah. so invasive. <laughs> but like those are the only two times I ever literally heard a voice and it would not leave me alone. Yeah. And I remember being so startled, um, so freaked out, but also so inspired because it was like whatever this higher whatever this is you know mm -hmm. I mean I believe in God I feel like I was like whatever that was in that moment my sister needed to hear it my brother needed to hear it my dad needed to hear it and maybe even her friend needed yeah. to hear it like it and it just came out so effortlessly to where I did not have to think like it was mm -hmm. just like like mm -hmm. it was so unbelievable but I never experienced a voice not leaving me alone mm -hmm. and it wasn't like a conscious like you should no it was a literal yeah. voice yeah. in my head saying tell her tell her yeah. tell her and I was like no 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 tell her <laughs> tell her we're gonna end this with a prayer I'm like it's over tell her tell her I was like yo this shit yeah. is madness yeah. you know but no regrets it was such a beautiful moment it brought us closer and you never know who needs to hear I'm proud of you yeah. you know what I mean and it meant so much coming from me because yeah. I knew the whole story you know what I'm saying yeah. everybody else kind of knew what she wanted to share I was there step by step this is what he said to me this is what I hid from the family this so for me to look at her and say I'm proud of you it yeah. was just it was deep you yeah. know and both of us being heartbroken and depressed at the same time mm -hmm. both of us being madly in love with these men and then starting from scratch yeah and uh, we were both healing in the same place yeah. so we're both sleeping on the couch like yeah. mm -hmm. we're sorry we let you down and we didn't save our money and we relied on a man and we're sorry yeah. like it was just we both hit rock bottom and now she's you know at a great paying job on her feet you know she works with special needs children and she's like this kick-ass like nanny and you know businesswoman and she's back in school and then 
you know, I'm shooting this TV show and waking up, like, living my dreams. And it's, like, the way things can shift. Yeah. Because we were a mess. Yeah. Like, we were dark energy. Like, it was... It was heartbreak and depression all over the towns and households. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just powerful because sometimes you could really just hear a voice that guides you and you could either fight it or you could be like, you know what? I don't know why I'm hearing this, but I'll listen. Yeah. You know, I'll surrender. See, for me, I feel like I've I've had um, I think for me, it's always more so been a conversation. Mm. I feel like I've had conversations with God rather than God speaking directly to me. Okay. So, like, God will say something, and then I'll be like, but why? Or do something like... Do you hear like, it in your head? Does it come to you in a dream? What? How do you get messages? <clears throat> um, yeah, I hear it in my head. I hear it in my Is head. Is it in your voice? Is it in a... Like, do you it, even no, know? It, it's, like not, it's like in a silent... It's like, like a non-existent voice, yeah, right? Yeah, there's no, there's no voice. It's, it's very... It's, it's I know, I almost as if there it. was, like... a. A teleprompter but like you're not reading it like it, it's just like the words are implanted in your brain I can't even remember how I heard it yeah no because it wasn't my voice yeah I've I've, I've had it I've, I've had these conversations many 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 times like I think I want to say the first the very first time I had it was when we lived in downtown I didn't really have my own space at Mark's place so I used to write in the closet mm -hmm. and like there was this one time when I was in the closet and I was smoking and then all of a sudden I just like heard God speaking to me and I was like yo that is cr and I and I asked Mark after I was like have you ever had a conversation with God and he was like uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. And but I'll, you can't tell, right? Yeah, like, like he didn't really know how to answer it. But I had forgotten that entire experience because it was so long ago. But when I was giving birth, mm. I had to, like, tap in. That was, that was, like, that was God speaking to me that was that was the first time where I wasn't speaking back like I'm sitting there and I'm like jeez I'm like okay you can do this or or maybe I'm not like maybe God is like you can do this your ancestors have done this mm. women have hospitals are a new practice you can do this women have been giving birth on their on their living room bedroom floors for years mm. like just just get it over with just surrender just surrender just surrender Damn. and i was like okay I, like i'm sitting there thinking like i'm surrendering i'm like okay i'm i'm surrendering like my ancestors did this i'm i'm surrendering and then um cuz so i was giving i was i was in labor for 12 hours so around the 10th hour by the way, anybody listening who doesn't know much about Reina, gave birth at home, unmedicated, pushed the baby out, <laughs> literally did this at home. Yeah. And he was in my back, not even in my stomach. Yeah. So he was sitting and in the I wrong didn't, And place. I didn't even know. Jesus. So, so 10 hours in. Um, so, okay. So a thing is that a lot of um, home birth, doulas, midwives, etc., try to tell you is the best way to give birth is on your feet. Whether you're in squatting position or you have, like, one leg up on the bed and one on the floor, like, just just a position where <sighs> gravity is working for you and not against you. Right. So 
this whole time, I'm like, oh, but I want to be squatting, but I want to be doing this, I want to be doing that. Like, I had this vision of what I wanted my birth to feel and look like in order for it to happen sooner. Mm -hmm. But because he was in my back, which I didn't know, and he was sunny side up, um, which means his face was positioned not like his face was positioned upwards rather than downwards Mm -hmm. um that's like the number two reason most women get c-sections like if you're at a hospital and this is the situation they'll try to flip the baby or like move the baby to where the baby's head is in the right position and if it isn't then you have to get a c-section so i didn't know this Mm -hmm. so whole time my midwife's like how about we, you know, let's try to stand up. Like, let's try to get in squat position. Like, sh- Or, like, let's do this. Let's do that. She's trying to get the baby to move, like, to shift. The baby is not shifting, like, at all. Mind you, I'm giving birth prematurely. So, Umi, my stomach hadn't even dropped yet. Like, he's way up high. Like, my stomach was not... I wasn't even ready. My mucus plug hadn't came out, nothing. So... So my midwife, she's like in every which way without saying like there might be an issue. She's like, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. Let's do that. Me, I'm like the whole time I'm laying on my side because I physically could not stand longer than like a minute. Like and the contractions were so bad because they were all in my back. So I literally felt like my back was breaking. Every contraction, I felt like my back was cracking. So I'm laying down and I'm like disappointed in this and like kind of because I'm like, I didn't want it to go this way. I wanted to squat. I wanted to do this. I want to do that. So about 10 hours in, I stood up. I go over to our entertainment system. I put my hands on it and I squat and I go, what time is it? And my midwife, she's like, do you really want to know? And I was like, no, don't tell me. And then she was like, okay. And I was like, but if this doesn't happen within the next two hours, we have to go to the hospital. Because I, I just could not take it anymore. I, I literally could not, like, my body was, yeah. I was giving up. Yeah. So she goes, okay, we're, she was like, okay. She's like, two hours? So she looks at the time, she goes, we got this. So she goes, come over here, let's lay down. So, because at first she was also encouraging me to stand up and squat and everything too. She goes, let's lay down. So I lay down, she goes, talk to your ancestors so I'm like okay because at first like I'm having conversations or like I'm listening to God so she goes talk to your ancestors they've they've been here before so I'm like okay so I'm like in my so I'm in my head I'm breathing like taking the deepest breaths ever yeah and I go I can do this I can do this I can do this I know I can do this I know I can do this you did this like you did this, so I know I can do this. And an hour goes by. Finally, God's like, it's happening. So I was like, so like, literally that voice was like, it's happening. Me in my head, I'm thinking, oh, we're about to go to the hospital. Like, because cause I'm thinking that one hour is two hours. Like, that's how much pain I was in. Wow. So I go, so I was like, I think it's time. Like, I think we, ha- I think like we have to go to the hospital. And then my midwife goes, no, just shut your eyes and breathe. It's happening. And I was like, what? Like she literally said what you had heard. I had heard. She was like, no, shut your eyes, breathe really, really deep, really, really hard. And she was like, it's happening. Just, just trust yourself. Just trust yourself. <sighs> so I was sitting there like, okay, I'm going to trust myself. And then 
like, I'm, I might have pushed for like 30 minutes. So that two-hour limit turned out to an hour and a half, and it happened. But because the rest of the 11 hours that it wasn't happening, I had such an idea on what I needed it to be. Like, I didn't, I wasn't allowing it to just happen how it was supposed to happen. Like, I wasn't just laying down and just getting it over with. I was like, in my head, I had so many thoughts and ideas on how it was supposed to look, on how I was supposed to feel, on this, on that, and that, and other. And then finally, when he came out, she was like, I'm going to let you know, girl. She was like, you just did. And then he comes out in his sack. So my water never broke. So I'm pushing this child out literally without the help of the the lubricant from the water that breaks, like the sack that they're in. That's what helps you give birth because it's literally like a slip and slide. Like they'll slip out. Like, no, like he came out in his sack. So, so she was like, yeah, she was like you, she was like, you just did one of the hardest things anyone will ever have to go through. And she was like, for you to, she was like, you, she was like, if I would have took you to the hospital, you would have had a C-section. And I was like, why? And she was like, cause the baby wasn't on the right, he wasn't on the right side and he was in your back. And I was like, that's where I was feeling all my pain. She was like, yeah, like she was like, he wasn't in your stomach. And then I was like, I was like, but isn't that like, cause technically midwives have to get you to a hospital if it's an emergency. She was like, no, I knew you could do it. And so I was like, what? Like, that's crazy. She was like, I know you could do it. Like I saw you, I saw you talking to something. Like, I didn't even think that I was talking to anything or doing anything. She was like, you did so good. Like you did so well. But the things we put belief into, I think we have to wrap there. I'm a little <laughs> overwhelmed. I need a second to process this. Um, wow. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. All right. So so we're going to give you guys a challenge of the week before we wrap up this episode. Um, we talked numbers, angels, signs, ancestors, all of this. But just remember, no matter what, it really comes down to what you believe in and decide to put power in, good or bad, right? Positive mm-hmm. or negative. Um, the challenge of the week is when you wake up to say 10 things that you are grateful for out loud for example um 10 things i'm grateful for good just, health mm-hmm. good hygiene mm-hmm. um what else joy health, whatever a healthy kid yeah um a healthy family yeah whatever you choose um a comfortable you know. bed Exactly. It could be big or small, you know, Um, wake up and just say, I am grateful for, um, I do think it's more powerful if you say I'm grateful for before everything. But at the end of the day, you could just say, you know what, I'm grateful for my health, for my joy, for my this. Um, But it's important to verbalize it. It's important to reflect because sometimes we can't even, if you can't think of 10 things you're grateful for, I got news for you. You know what I mean? So uh, that is the challenge of the week is for a week to wake up and say 10 things you are grateful for, big or small, whatever it may be to you. And just remember, Uh, while you're listening these are just our perspectives just our stories we're not trying to force you to believe in anything Uh, at the end of the day you know like we said you can always evolve you can always change your opinions you can always believe in something that maybe you didn't believe in or uh, you know adopt whatever beliefs you decide but we put the power in our thoughts Um, and so thank you guys for listening for letting us share our stories we hope that you reflect on your own this has been another episode of Unpack and Bounce Back I'm Sky and I'm Raina we'll see you next time
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unpack and Bounce Back. If you're in the mood to share, send over to a friend. Press subscribe for more content. And please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Unpack and Bounce Back. And remember, it's the letter N, not A-N-D. Until next time.